0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network
1: you're listening to a weekly podcast made by miami dolphin fans for miami dolphin fans your source for entertaining dolphin news insight and general conversation here's your host michael fink hey everyone this is mike uh the finfans podcast is part of the dolphins Talk.com podcast network and it's Tuesday night. I'm here with Jim Johnson, who's back.
2: Hey, good to be here, everybody.
0: And
1: Louis Rigoni.
0: Hi, doll fans. Draft time,
1: everybody. Draft time. All right, so the question I'm going to ask you guys, and, and really the whole focus of this show, is, is can Chris Greer turn the tide?
0: Turn the tide.
1: Can he turn the tide?
2: That's the billion-dollar question, isn't it? I think it really is, you know?
1: The Crimson Tide, Mike? Well, no, not the Crimson Tide. <laughs> I'm talking about the the tide of draft failures. You know, the, the Charles Harris's and all the people before him that, that have, have not made an impact on our team. Can he turn it around?
0: What do you think about that, Lewis? Well, Mike... uh we he has to. I mean, he has to. He's in a position where he's got three number ones, two number twos, two number threes, and uh, you know he, he's got to hit on some of them. I mean, you, you've got you've got a lot of opportunity here. I think that this organization right now, coaching staff, everybody involved, is bearing down, and I really think that they are going to come out of this. It's it's a good draft, number one. OK, it, it, it's deep in 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 certain positions. And the fact that we've got so many early draft picks is going to be beneficial. I mean, you're going to get solid players. I mean, you, you, you have to you come out, right? It. You would hope so. I mean, you know, all of this is always a crapshoot. We've talked about it over and over again. But I mean, when you've got seven early draft picks in a draft that is pretty deep at a lot of positions, Then uh, you got to come out of it with with some solid, solid players. And I think I think they're going to be fine. I think they're going to do great. I think they've already done well with free agency. And I think that, uh, you know, come Saturday and Sunday after the draft's over, I think everybody's going to be very happy. And I think that they're going to go out and find some, uh, you know, some free agent. Kids that are gonna come in and help this team. They did a great job last year in doing that, and I think they're gonna come right back and do it. I think I think they're on track here, no question.
2: And Jim, what are your thoughts? Can Greer turn the tide? Well, this is a a tough question. I I think he can do it. And like Lou alluded to, he's got so many bullets per se to use in this draft.
1: I call them lottery tickets.
2: Lottery tickets, you know, you know, tickets to punch, what have you. But the thing that, that makes Or breaks general managers and coaches is getting that legit franchise quarterback so if we don't nail this quarterback situation whether we trade up trade down whichever way it pans out they got to make it work because if you if you pick a guy and he doesn't pan out then It's going to be difficult to get past granted they've got two second rounders for next year we can obviously go again if we need to uh, to find that quarterback but that's that's kind of the make or break thing we've got a lot of ammunition and basically all the cards are on the table for us i mean we should be able to land the guy that we want uh, with the exception of of uh, joe burrows but anybody else should be on the table. So they just need to to know their plan and make it happen. Now, with that said, in this podcast, you know, the three of us as a rule has been excited about the direction this franchise is going with with Greer in the lead now and Flores and we've been liking all their decisions. So right now, I'm happy and content just to let them work their draft the way they want to do it and just hope for the best because they haven't done anything that we really shook our heads at yet. So I'm very optimistic and excited to see who we who we draft come Thursday night.
1: Well, I'm nervous. I mean I'm I'm not gonna say I'm optimistic. I'm nervous, you know. I'm always nervous around draft time because so many things can happen that can screw up your draft. You could have somebody in front of you take the guy you want, which has happened to us before. A lot of things can happen. You can target somebody who you really shouldn't target, like a uh, Deion Jordan. Boo! You know th- these things happen, and you know that they, they gave up a second-round pick to uh, experience that pleasure. They've got to be smart in what they do, and they've got to make sure that they're you know, investing in the right people. And uh, with the restrictions they've had, it's a little bit harder to do. I mean, obviously, they've been video conferencing with a lot of these players. And I'm sure using that, you know, to the best of their ability. But I think it's a little different when you're in their hometown and you're talking to the people that, you know, they grew up with and, and their coaches and all those other people that are in his circle, you get, I think, maybe a little better feel. But, you know, they they can only do what they can do. Anyway... I'm looking forward to the draft. I think every dolphin fan is looking forward to the draft. Uh, you know, everybody's torn on what quarterback they want and what quarterback they think they're going to take and you know, that's we've we've beat that to death, I think. You know, every day it's rumored to be a different person, you know, it's either Herbert or it's Love or it's uh Tomorrow it'll be somebody else, or one of the three, or whatever it is. It's you know flowing at that moment. But uh, they're doing a good job of keeping it in house, I think, because uh, there's no consistency in any of the reports. You know, they they just roll from, from player to player. So you know, if they, if they are feeding information, they're doing a good job of uh, keeping everybody uh, guessing.
0: Yeah, that, that's what it is, Mike. It is nothing but a guessing game because you don't know what the teams in front of you are going to do. I mean, the Giants can go in a few different directions. The Redskins, uh, teams trading in, like you said. Um, you know, the thing I don't want at this point is, um, and if you really think about this, it makes all the sense in the world. I, I really don't want them trading up and giving up uh, draft picks to do so because I'll tell you what, if you trade up, um, you know the couple of spots, and you know to get Tua in that situation, and you're giving up another one of your number one draft picks, and it doesn't work out. uh that that's not a good situation. I think that they'd be smart to stay where they're at at number five, hope that Tua lands there. Um, If he doesn't, there's some really good quality players on the board at number five that you can that you can snatch up and um, you're just not putting all that value on one player. You know, I mean, that's what you have to look at. I mean, if he falls to us, great. But to trade up and to to give up another draft pick to do it, I, I don't like that situation at all. You know, I just don't like it. There's too many question marks. When it comes to one player, and let's just hope that they stay the course and, um, you know, they don't get silly with giving up a bunch of guys, you know, a bunch of draft picks to move up in it. Um,
1: well, let me ask you this let's say they get information from one of the teams that they're talking to that so and so is interested in trading up for two of them.
0: Right. Do
1: you change your mind and say, okay, well, uh, all right, we'll, we'll give the uh, 26th pick and, and not the 18th?
0: Um, You know, <laughs> or do you t-
1: say no? Forget it.
0: Let them have them. I, I would, I would pass, Mike. Okay. And I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me, but a lot of but-
1: people will agree too. I think you know, All everybody right. is split.
0: Well, well, let me, let, let me just make a couple points about Tua, okay? There, there's two factors when, when I make this decision. Number one is the injury situation with him. He's been injured quite a bit. That's number one. And number two, and it's something that we haven't really talked about, and I meant to talk about this the last time we brought him up, was the fact that he is surrounded by a lot of talent. And that's <laughs> what people, and, 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 and I'm not taking anything away from him, so don't don't take this the wrong way. I don't want you guys or I don't want anybody that's listening to take this the wrong way, but he's he's got guys around him that are all going in the first round. He's got alignment. He's got two wide receivers. He's got a running back. He's got a lot of talent around him that makes you a much better player than what you may actually and he's be. got damn good
1: coaches too
0: he's got a phenomenal coaching staff he's it hurts to say that but it's it, the truth it it, it it is the truth and he's got you know the college program he came out of is fantastic he's got everything. Right there. I mean, when you look at some of these other quarterbacks and what they had to work with compared to what he had to work with, you have to throw that into the mix. You absolutely have to. I don't care. But I
1: don't deduct points for that. You know what I mean? Because he still has to execute.
0: Absolutely. And I agree with you 110%, but it sure in the hell makes it. A hell of a lot easier when you got a guy that can take a five-yard slant and take it to the house by outrunning everybody. He's got a lot of talent around him. I just want everybody to understand that as well. You know, that when you're making these decisions, you have to take all these things into consideration. And, you know, by by moving up and giving up basically a draft pick in the process. I don't want them to do that. If he falls to us and those other four guys that are that, that are off the board at that point, then that's fine and dandy. I'm okay with it. Well, let me just say you this know. to
1: you, Luke. In my opinion, mm-hmm. it's on um, Greer right. to turn the tide right, and get him those players. And not necessarily first-round picks, but receivers like a Parker who can go up and get the ball and uh, you know a running back that can help them when they need to run. You know that's his job. He's got to put talent around him.
0: There's no yeah. question about that. You're talking about in regard to Tua. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Or any
1: other quarterback they draft. It's it's up to the staff to to provide them the same tools that these kids have in college, and that means they've got to have talent around them.
0: There, there's listen. There's no question about. It. I'm just saying that in evaluating him, coming at it. Out of college, you have to take though you have to throw that factor in as well, is that he's got an extreme amount of talent around him. There's a lot of talented players, and, and a lot of them are going in the first round. So, you know, with that being said, I, I again, I've said this over and over again, I don't really want them overpaying for somebody that is, that is a question mark. All these guys are, there's no question about it, but, um, you know, I, I want them to stay the course. You know, I don't want them getting suckered into giving up a ton of draft picks for this guy. just don't want to see it happen
1: so they don't do it, and uh let's say somebody trades up to Detroit's spot and takes him mm-hmm. uh, Now you're stuck with Love or Herbert. who do you favor of those two
0: neither. Uh- Neither, I mean, what at number five, Mike? Or are you talking about somewhere down the line?
1: Well, you can't go too far down the line because the Patriots are down there looking for a quarterback.
0: Well, there's, there's, I'm sure there's other teams in the league as well that are looking uh-huh. for a quarterback. But, you know, the, the situation is this, Mike, is that somewhere- I mean, if
1: if you have, I mean, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but if you, oh, yeah. if you have Burrow gone one and you have two gone three, you start to get a little desperate.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't take, I don't take a quarterback there at number five, Mike. I rolled the dice. And, um, you know, hope that somebody's there at 18, you know, uh, somewhere, some somebody down the line. I mean, yeah. I don't.
2: Yeah, Lou, Go ahead, I, I got to interrupt you because I'm sick of this settling for what's left. Uh, and I got to stick up for, you know, Kirk Marks that's not with us tonight. Uh, you know, I watched a two-minute highlight video of Tua and some of his better plays in that two-minute highlight reel, now any you can make a two-minute highlight reel out of, out of the worst player in the league, but the point is, he made more plays in that two-minute highlight reel than our tenured seven-year quarterback did, and it was eye-popping. Well, know. he made
1: he made more plays escaping pressure.
2: Yeah, know. well, that's that's what I mean. Yeah. He made plays yeah. that that. That our previous uh, starting quarterback for a number of years just could not make. It didn't matter. He just could not make those types of plays. And that's the intangibles that I want at the quarterback position. I understand Tua has injury baggage. And I understand he has great receivers and some good linemen. But under pressure, he made plays. And the receivers caught the football because the, 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 the passes were very accurate when it was under pressure. Those are the intangibles that I want. And if it, if we have to trade up to number three, if it costs us number 26, I'd do it in a heartbeat because I just can't stomach the flaws with Herbert. It's the same things that we watched for seven years. And to wait until 18 and gamble on love or some other quarterback, that's just not what I gathered all of these draft picks for. I want to go out and get that guy. And you got to hope it works. That's all you can do. It's it's the risk to reward. Uh, I don't want to draft a tackle at number five and have him protect a guy that shouldn't be in the NFL or should be a backup quarterback. So I think I look at it a little bit differently than you do, Lou. But uh, either way, Greer and Flores, has got to make it work. So it's going to be
0: interesting. You're not moving up there by giving up a number 26. I, oh, I don't yeah. think that's enough. I don't no. see it. I really I, don't. I I, don't. I would say go
2: that. 26 and and consider other picks this year and potentially something in 2021. Now, I'm not talking, you know, give them five picks or something, but you've got to make the attempt to move up to get that guy. Yeah, I I think...
0: And, and this is what I'm, this is what I'm ta- I mean, it, you're talking, you, you mentioned the number 26. It's going to take, it's going to take more than that. It just is. I mean, you know, to move up. I think that other teams would be willing to probably give up their number one next year and possibly draft picks this year as well in order to do that. And, you know, the question becomes how much are you willing to give up to move up these couple of slots? That's the big question. I mean, are you are you willing to give up a number one next year to get this quarterback? I mean, do you want do you seriously? Because I'll tell you one thing: if they if they miss on this, if they miss on him, and this guy gets hurt after a couple of games, this this whole talk about Greer and this whole situation, it it's done. I mean, you're mortgaged. You're basically putting a lot of value on one guy that comes that comes with a lot of baggage on his back. So. If you are, in fact, going to do that, you have to understand the ramifications behind making that move. I mean, because you're going to have to give up more
2: than just, you know, a number 26.
1: Well, one of the ramifications of not making the move.
2: That's what I was just going to say. I mean, it's the same either way. If it yeah. doesn't work, you got mud on your face. Uh, but I think you got to try to make the big play for the guy you want. I mean, th- there's a big drop-off between Burrow and Tua. And everybody else, they're not even on in the same category to me. So you're either trying to get the guy you want or you're settling for leftovers. Jim,
0: and that's all speculative as well. It is. And that's where my problem comes in. I mean, Jackson was the last quarterback drafted a few years ago, and he's become the best one out of the group. I mean, Darnold, Mayfield, all those guys were head and heels above him according to all of the experts and look at where we are now you have to identify
1: that guy and that's that's the that's
0: the the whole thing mike that's and that's my whole problem with this whole situation because there's been tours that have come along before and that's my whole situation my whole issue here is that I mean, we are really putting a lot of value on one guy. Now, a lot of these other guys that have come out of college over the last, it, let's, let's just go back the last couple of years. We don't even have to go back that far. None of those guys have come out of college with the type of injuries that Tua is coming out of college with. No, we know that. Yeah, I, everybody I, you know, that that goes That's without given. saying. So, you know, when you get, when you see a Sam Darnold, you see a Baker Mayfield, you see a Josh Allen, you know, you see all these type of guys. You go back to Trubisky, who was a top five. all of these guys, um, you know, they came out, I mean, with, with high, high expectations and a high, high value on them. And they have been average so far. At best, most of them in the NFL. So that's where my problem lies. So you know, I mean, wait, listen, we we've talked about this over and over again, and and I'm not saying that two is not a great player. I'm just not. I'm just saying that you know we have to be smart in in how we approach this. And I know people want this this franchise quarterback, and you know it, he's you know, it's, but there's no guarantee he's that guy. There just isn't. So. You know that that's where my problems lie. Yeah,
1: there's never a guarantee. There's never a guarantee. You're never guaranteed. You have to identify that guy. So
0: are you willing to give up two or three, you know, early early draft picks for this guy? And and is he going to be head and heels above these other guys to the point where you're putting that much value on him? If that's the big question,
1: and you have that conviction, then I think you do. Right. Uh, If you're Greer and you really are concerned about the, you know, long-term injury history and uh, the risks involved with that, when you're not sure that this guy is the real deal, then you look somewhere else and you don't give up those picks.
0: And this is what we're going to find out in two nights, right? right? Exactly. And I'm happy. you know what, guys? I'm going to be happy no matter what takes place. I don't know if if
2: I believe that.
0: If we move up and we draft to a – then you have to, whether yes, I agree with it, it or not, right. you have to you have to trust in what they are going to do and the value that they put on this kid. And you know the the what comes behind that is how much did we give up to move up? If we if we didn't if we don't give up an awful lot, Jim, the where it's the twenty six and maybe a number two, and then maybe a number two next year. I think I'd be fine with that. But when you start, you know, giving up a number one next year, a number one this year, a a couple of number twos, you're giving up four or five. You would have to do that
1: for Burrow. I don't think you'd have to do that. Mike,
0: you know what? You you just don't know. You really don't. You don't know what these other teams, what value they're putting onto it. I mean, this is that's all speculative. Yeah, but they don't have moment. all
1: they don't have all those assets to match, so it's unlikely you'd have to.
0: They absolutely don't, but they can give up a number one next year, you know, and and give up their number one this year and maybe a number two a number. We've seen crazy trades before. I mean, any they're, they're capable of doing anything. I mean, we are in the position to where we have more. M- you know, Mike bull- Ditka
1: retired. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: wasn't only Dicka, it was, you know, the Vikings, you yeah, know, there was, know, there was I a know. lot, there was a lot of trades over the years that, uh, that were kind of like out there, you know, I mean, look at what we did. You just mentioned, you know, moving up for Dion Jordan, you know, the fact that we gave up even more, you know, to get that guy was just, you know, it, it was a big mistake and I, I just don't want to. Yeah, you know, I just don't want them making a mistake like that because that will set us back. I mean, big time. You know, speaking, once again,
1: speaking of mistakes, Louis, would Leonard Fournette be a mistake?
0: <laughs> well, we're getting off the subject here. Huh? We're, yeah, we're beating on. a dead horse. Yeah, we are. We're beating a dead horse. Um, Leonard Fournette would he be a mistake? I, I don't know if he'd necessarily necessarily be a mistake. Um, giving up a fourth round pick for him, I just don't know if it's it's a necessity. You know, if you were talking about an offensive tackle, Mike, or a guard or even a center, I'd be, you know, I'd be, wow, that, yeah, absolutely. You know, but, I mean, do we need Leonard Fournette is the question. Do we need him?
1: Well, oh, we know? need a back, but I don't know that he complements Howard. I think he is Howard.
0: Right. He's he's probably a little bit of an upgrade. Right. Of Howard. But
1: style-wise, he's the same back, in my opinion. Right.
2: Know. My take on it is, why would you want to implement a player into your system, get him into the fabric of the team and then have him be gone next year? So I I would, I would much rather draft somebody than, than get into a potential one year rental on a player that may not be in the future.
0: Right. And how many years was Howard signed? Well, how many year contract did he sign two or three years?
1: Two years, I, I think. I think it's two also, but I'm not positive.
0: Okay. So he's here for the next two years. So to Jim's point, You know, you're bringing a guy in for a season, and if he has a phenomenal year, are you going to re-sign him? Probably not, Um, you know, when when his contract's up. Um, If he has a marginal year, you're probably not going to sign him. So, to Jim's point, he's probably here for a year. So, is it worth giving up a fourth-round draft pick? for a guy that's going to be here one season, and then you have to worry about maybe re-signing him the following year. I'd rather
1: rather have that cheaper running back that's a rookie and uh, go from there. Hey, everyone. This is Mike. I wanted to pop in here for a minute and uh, talk to you a little bit about a a Facebook group that we have called Miami Dolphins Number 1 2020, and this group is a group that we constructed just recently. We had had a 6,000 member group uh, that we had held for five years and uh, we took the cream of the crop of that group, moved them into this group. And uh, it is basically um, a bunch of people who are diehard fans. They they can uh, discuss the dolphins without resorting to insult or childish behavior. And uh, they're well-informed fans. What we've done to sustain the group is we run contests and and prizes and uh, have a lot of things going on. We've got a suicide pool that we run in season and we've got a weekly picks contest that we run in season. Uh, We have a year-long trivia contest that we run. All these things uh, pay out prizes in one form or another. We've given away uh, throwback jerseys. We've given away all kinds of good stuff. Um, but it's, it's fun. It, it keeps everybody involved. Uh, we cover dolphins history uh, about as well as anyone does. Uh, I won't get into all the details, but uh, we offer a lot of things that other groups are just not offering. Uh, so if you decide to join, go ahead and contact me and uh, I'll get you in. Um, I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Uh, It is a fun group. It's an informative group. And uh, I believe, and they tell me, that it is the best group on Facebook uh, of of any fan group uh, running. So if that's your type of thing and you think you'd enjoy it, uh, get in touch with me and I will get you in. You can reach me on Facebook uh, through the group. Uh, again, it's Miami Dolphins number one, 2020. Request to join and that you heard it on the podcast and I'll get you set up and in. With that, I'll uh, get you back to the program. Thanks for listening.
0: So, you know, but but guys, you know, we can't have everything. I mean, if we, if we do in fact trade up for Tua, then you're, you're not going to have the opportunities to get to get these guys early. Some of these running backs are very good um, that are going to go in the first couple of rounds. And if you give up a few draft picks in the process of moving up, you know, you can't, you, you can't fill all the needs. You're at back that, on point. that, aren't you? Well, I'm just saying, you know, hey, I mean. You're
1: hundred percent right, but you're, you're.
0: Yeah, you know, I yeah mean, you're and, going back to that. Well, All no, right. I'm, I'm going back to it because, you know, you're talking about drafting a runner. Yeah, run.
1: every time you give up a draft pick, you're giving up a player. Exactly. It's as simple as that.
0: Yeah. Right. So, you know, keep that in mind. Now, with that being said, guys, think about this for a minute. Maybe the reason they are considering getting Fournette For a fourth round pick is because they are, in fact, going to give up draft picks to move up to get to, or at least they're putting themselves in that position to do uh, so. And then they have a couple of running backs here that they can depend on and then worry about maybe getting a young running back the following season in the draft. Um, You know, that's a possibility as well. So, you know, you got to look at everything and say, okay, well, why are they doing these things? Maybe they're looking at Fournette for that simple reason. Over the fact that they don't think that they're gonna they're gonna take a running back. I
1: think you know, you, you know if Fournette has a, has an advantage over Howard, he's probably a better receiver.
0: Yes, he uh, is,
1: but he's he's not overly elusive when he when he gets
0: the ball from a
1: you know receiver aspect.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's not a yards after catch guy.
1: No, no, he's not. So,
2: right. well, how many guys
0: know, are in the league, Mike? Nowadays, well, there there aren't, there aren't many, but there, there is some. We had one. We let him go. What was his name again? <laughs> I'm not going to mention him. Oh, okay. one, Can you one drink, of my, right? yeah, one of my, favorite, yeah, yeah. One, of, one of my, favorite guys there. Yeah, you get it. He's once doing every it for some show. He's you know? doing that,
1: yeah, <laughs> that, and how great Fitzpatrick is. Yes. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's bring him up too. Yeah, we don't need Tua. Come on, guys. We got, <laughs> yeah. we got Fitzpatrick. I mean, what more could you want out of a guy?
2: Okay, I, mean, I got, a, I got a question <laughs> for you guys. Since, uh-huh. since we beat this all up, I got a question to take us in a little different direction. Sure. Say. We we don't trade up, and and we get a quarterback at number five. Mm-hmm. How are we going to land one of those top tackles?
1: You're going to package something, and you're going to move up mm-hmm. because you're not going to get him at eighteen. Well, wow, that's think.
2: that's the thing. I I'm not sold on uh, Josh Jones all that much. We've they, he's been mocked to us at eighteen as well as twenty six. Nobody knows, but. I like the idea of sitting at five and, and trying to land a quarterback and, and then trying to move up to get a tackle. But, uh, you know, even that no, will, will be difficult.
1: Yeah, but everything has to work. Right, you know, you, exactly. You've got to find a team that wants to trade down. You've got to be lucky enough to get the quarterback at five. You know, if things oh, break yeah. your way, you can have an amazing draft.
0: You know? Oh, yeah. Guys, yeah. listen, here's the thing, Okay. Um, you know, you're, we're, we've talked about quarterbacks. And Mike, you mentioned the fact that at number five, if we pass up on one of the other quarterbacks, if Tua is gone and um, Burroughs is gone, you know, if we pass up on a quarterback there, then... More than likely, a couple more are going to be gone by the time we pick at 18. Guys, there's 17 picks in front of us, okay? So you, they, can't, they, they all can't be drafted. There's going to be somebody there at 18. And, and as you mentioned, Mike, at 18, we can move up a few slots. If you want to give up that 26, you can move up and get one of those tackles. I mean, they, listen, you're talking about four tackles being off the board in the top 10. Is that what you guys are thinking? No,
1: but in the top eighteen, yeah, top
2: eighteen, okay, well, if the, lo- we- the lowest, excuse me, I'll just gonna interject this. the lowest I've seen the the four top tackles is uh one of them at number fourteen as the 14. lowest I've ever seen any of them go in in mocks, you know, gotcha.
0: Okay, so you got four tackles gone. You got four quarterbacks gone. So that's eight that's that's eight picks right there. And then you've got some of these incredible defensive players that are gonna be gone. There's gonna be players there. And if we wanna give up that number 26 and move up to get one of those tackles, I think we're capable of doing it. You know, moving up to maybe twelve. It just depends, just like Mike said. I mean, Jim, it is a possibility if they put that much value on the tackle. They can do it because keep in mind we have we have number two picks that we can throw in the mix as well. If they put that much value on one of these tackles and they land to a, say at number five, okay? And they're like, man, now we got to go out and get a left tackle or a right tackle, whatever the case. I don't care. Any tackle, it doesn't matter. I don't care uh what posi- you know what side of the field he's gonna play. They can move up and do it because they have. The ability in in this year's draft and next year's draft to give up some value there to get to get to that point. You they know, can do got, it.
1: They've got the eighteenth pick. They've got the twenty sixth pick, and then they have another pick coming back. You know, in in the second early second round. Right. So they have to ask themselves. You know, what what is the value that we're going to pay to move up to get that tackle versus the drop off if we don't.
0: Right. I think and, that's what I said just now, didn't I?
1: <laughs> I was tying my shoe, I'm sorry. Um, so but the point is, you know, the whole draft works that way. You're you're constantly weighing, you know, the pluses and minuses of what you're doing while it's a moving thing. You can't go into this draft, you know, uh, Thursday and say, Well, we're gonna do this, 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 and this because it, it doesn't work that way. You've gotta you've gotta Plan as you go with and, and accomplish whatever it is you set out to accomplish to begin with, in other words, fill the positions you would hope to fill um, now, I think obviously they want to come out of the draft with maybe a tackle possibly two they want to come out of the draft with a quarterback that can start uh, not necessarily the first game, but certainly by the end of the season. I think you want to come out of the uh, draft with some help on the defensive line because they've got to get after the quarterback and uh I think you've got to help that secondary because I'm not sure the corners that they have are going to be sufficient behind the first two starters. Plus, you need some depth. Jim, who,
0: mm-hmm. did, who did you... Go ahead, Mike. Are, are, are you well, done or no? Go
1: ahead. You want a safety, right?
2: That would be nice. Yes. Yeah.
1: And uh, the question is, are we good at linebacker now with the additions in free agency? I would think we, we probably are. Well, Simmons would be nice. <laughs> yeah, I
2: don't yeah. think there's any team that wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't take Simmons if they had yeah, the no, chance. Yeah, no,
1: Simmons is a wild card. You get him, you take him. You put him anywhere, you can put him.
0: Mm-hmm. If you guys look at uh, some of the teams that are in front of us, you know, say from – let's let's go from 10 down to 17. You've got the Browns. You've got the Jets, the Raiders, 49ers, Buccaneers, Broncos, Falcons, Cowboys. Um, you know, at that point, you know – you look at some of those teams, are they going to be willing to trade down or are they going to go after some of the players that we're talking about right now in regard to quarterbacks and tackles and stuff like that? I don't know enough about some of these teams. I know the Jets need help everywhere. They, I think they're going to go offense and, and grab a receiver. Uh, that that's you know that's my personal opinion. The Raiders, I think, are in the same position. You know, they need some playmakers on offense. They got a great running running back, but they don't have uh, really any good receivers over there. Uh, they have marginal players on the offensive side of the football. Uh, the 49ers have an exceptional defense, so I think they're going to go offense as well. You know so you know you're looking at some of these teams that are in front of us and are they going to be willing to trade down? I mean, I think there's a possibility there. I truly believe that because I think that some of these receivers, you know, at 18 will still be there for some of these teams. Now, you know, obviously the Browns, you know, they 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 have receivers, they have and offense, I think that, you know, they, they have some struggles on the defensive side of the football. So, I mean, so it, it just depends, like Mike said, in regard to what these teams are going to do in front of us. But I think there's opportunity there, guys. I truly believe that, you know, with, with these teams that are in front of us. I mean, they're not trading down that far um, in the process. And if they pick up a number one and maybe a number two, then, you know, then we will have that opportunity, Jim, to maybe get that tackle. And you would be fine with that, Jim, right? Coming out of the first round with maybe two in one of these tackles, and you're oh, good with it, right?
2: That would be best case scenario if we if we landed a quarterback and a you know one of the top tackles. That would be uh, ideal. And Mike, you're fine with that too, right?
1: Whatever they decide, I'm good with. Except for I'm not real happy with Herbert, but we'll see.
2: Yeah, y- right. Y- you know what is phenomenal though that we have so many picks and so many options in this draft. I I never, ever remember this type of of draft for the Miami Dolphins ever.
0: No. Boy, are we going to have some fun, aren't we,
2: on Thursday night?
0: We are. We are. (laughs) Uh,
1: I mean, you know, regardless of what happens, uh, they're going to bring in talented football players, hopefully, and then it's up to the coaches to try and turn them into something. Right. Uh, You know, but... You know the question we started with is a question we're probably going to end with, and that is: Do you believe that Greer can turn the tide? Do you think he can turn this program around relatively quickly?
0: Well, I mean, if Tua is drafted, Mike, and he and he stays healthy, then you know we we all have to assume that that would be the case, right? I mean, well, you that's, passed
1: on Tua; you don't get to use him.
0: That's now. the ma- <laughs> <laughs> as answer- I said, Mike. <laughs> if to answer- we land Tua. And if he is all he's supposed to be, uh-huh. then everything else should fall into place, right? That's right. what I'm asking. Hopefully, right? Okay, there you have it.
1: What if we don't get Tua? Can they do it?
0: I think so. I mean, yeah. I, I think I think they're going to be fine one way or another. I think that you know, it, if we don't trade up, and if Tua is gone, by the time we draft at number five then, hey, you know, we, we've we got three draft picks there. We've got two in the second round. I mean, you've got five early picks in this draft. And, I mean, you, you've got to get some players out there. And, you know, adding them to a decent roster right now is, is going to be a benefit. There's no question about that. And the coaching is very good as well. Uh, you know, what they're doing on the field in regard to coaching. You know, you can't undervalue that at any point. You know, the fact that, People want to come here and play football for us.
1: That's nice hearing.
0: It's great. I mean, just think about where we were before last season started. Think about it, guys. And think about the position we are in right now. Can you guys think at any point, Jim, you just mentioned, you know, us ever being in a position like this. Have you ever seen another NFL team being in the position that we're in right now, with the exception of maybe the Cowboys when they made the Walker trade? I mean...
1: the Browns have done it.
2: Yeah, they've they've been doing it for quite some time. But, but I don't to this extent. I, I don't, don't remember it being you know fourteen draft picks type of thing.
0: No, and then following it up with two number ones and right. two number
2: twos next year. Yeah, it's, that's that's a lot of draft capital for sure. Uh, but to answer your question quickly, Mike, I I do believe that Greer can turn this around, and it and it's not just Greer though. I think I think the Greer and Flores combination. Yes. I think that's clicking right now. Well, it's
1: not just Greer and Flores. It's uh, Marvin Allen and uh, Reggie McKenzie and and the whole scouting department.
2: Exactly. And I I just think things are clicking. You know, players are turning down more money to come here and saying they want to play with Flores and they like what Miami's doing. These are things we haven't heard in quite some time. And uh, I think, yes, he can turn this around. You know, whether it's he's, you know, he's going to be, you know, owner of the, you know, manager of the year this year is is remains to be seen. But, yes, I think that I think Flores can get this turned around with Greer. No problem.
1: Yeah, I'm not worried about Coach of the Year awards. What I am worried about is them turning this team into a respectable franchise that people don't want to play.
2: Respect? That's yes. something we haven't had in a number of years. and uh, A lot of years. Uh, it's, uh, you know, from Tannenbaum and Ireland and, and Gase and Philbin, we've had, uh, we've had some pretty uh, bad outcomes. And, and this is refreshing at best to see a little bit of respect starting to trickle in. Yep.
0: Well, no. man, after this draft over the next few days, uh, hopefully we get even more respect. And we, you know, we, we do the right thing here and, and we make all the right moves to where people are talking about us. And wow, what a phenomenal job these guys did with this draft. You know, that's what we want. You know, we don't want to come out of here with, you know, questions about which quarterback we drafted and, you know, and and why did we do this and why did we do that? You know, you don't want to hear any negatives you know, we hope that they make all the right decisions and we don't have to deal with that because we are going to be talking about it (laughs) for the next couple of months. We're going to just get sick of it. So let's just hope it's, you know, a positive thing that comes out of this draft and and not a lot of negativity, you know?
1: Yep. I want to touch on something before we close the show. Sure. Um, I hear people debating whether we should draft best player available or draft for need. And I think what they don't understand is teams do both at the same time because- If
0: you're able to, Mike.
1: Well, the way they weight their board is based on need. So they take the best available players, they give them their grade and and the ones that they have needs for obviously are going to rate higher than the ones that they don't. So when they set up their boards, they sort of take that into consideration. And then on draft day, obviously, you have to execute what your board says. Right. They, they essentially do both. They, they draft best player available, but usually it's at a position of need unless the guy is such an outstanding athlete that you'd be foolish not to take him. And in that case, they would take somebody in a position of need. Make sense?
2: Absolutely. It does. It, it's not as black and white as, as some people think. It, it's, you really can't do one or the other unless you're already stacked. But yeah, like you say, you know, if you've got ten safeties, you're not going to pick another safety. You're gonna you're gonna pick something that's that's more needed on the team.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, the salary cap factors into it too. You know, uh, it, it, let's say you have two really good safeties, but you know one of them is about to leave through free agency, and you can't afford to sign him. So then maybe you will draft a safety. You know what I mean? Because you're, you're trying to get his replacement before he actually goes, which actually is a smart way of doing things.
0: Well, well, let's throw this hypothetical up, uh-huh. okay? So we're, we're up at number five, two is gone, and you've got Simmons still on the board, Mike, and Jim. We'll throw it at both of you guys. Um, you got Simmons on the board, and one of the tackles is gone. One of the offensive tackles is gone, and you're at number five. Now, what are you doing there? Are you taking Simmons, who— Did Burrow fall? No, Burroughs' gone, Mike. Come well, on, I didn't know that. Don't throw him into the mix. Come on, you gotta get goes. your you gotta get Mike, your hypotheticals that, right. Let's assume let's assume, okay? That he's gone. That. That, all right, all yeah, right. Don't he's don't gone, Mike. Right. If two is gone, Burroughs is gone. Okay. What what I'm getting at is if Simmons <laughs> is there, to your point you were just trying to make, okay? You got Simmons who's probably the the best player on the board, and you've got maybe the second or third best tackle on the board at number five. What are you doing there? Are you taking the absolute need or are you taking the better player?
1: I'm taking the better player because I also have a needed safety.
0: Okay. But is Simmons a safety? It can be. Yeah. he's
1: <laughs> – And I could certainly put him an outside linebacker. So for okay. me, it's not a problem. Well, you listen, you
0: know? I don't care where he plays. It's fine. You answered the question. So you're taking Simmons over the absolute glaring need of a tackle at that yes. number five.
1: Okay. And then I'll figure out how to get a tackle.
2: Right. Okay. How about you, Jim? I gotta say, I I think I would go with Simmons or potentially a guy like uh, Javon Kinlaw or Derek Brown. Those those are two big beastie defensive tackles that I I wouldn't mind having on our defensive line. So so you're bringing other guys into the mix now. So you're gonna I, spend I that, that high a
1: pick on a part-time player.
2: Well, potentially, you know, I'd have to I'd have to consider my board and who was there, but you know. You know, you're you're looking at Simmons. If I had to just choose between Herbert and Simmons, I'd take Simmons. No, Herbert. Now you
0: see, you guys are bringing all kinds <laughs> of guys into this. That was not the question. The question <laughs> was Simmons or a glaring need—a a left tackle, right tackle. That was the question. I forget well, about Her- Herbert and and uh, the, the the defensive tackles. <laughs> you the mentioned. quarterback,
2: the quarterback, and the tackle, the, the O line is our desperate needs. So I'm bypassing both of those and and choosing the, a higher rated player okay there you go that's all that's all I wanted Jim there you go and Mike you said
0: basically the same thing and I agree with both of you guys as well I mean I'm taking the best player you're playing
1: y- your board you know right he's gonna be the top guy in your board if he's that superior an athlete
0: yes gotcha so, that's fine that's fine yep you know, and, and again, Mike, it's it's back to what you were you were talking about because people may look at that, and if we do in fact draft a guy like Simmons, and there people are going to go apeshit because they're going to say, "Oh my God, we need tackles so bad! How did how did we pass up on a tackle when we when we have a horrible offensive line?" And that's the way people are going to look at it. There's no question about it because that is probably the biggest need on the team. But if you got a guy like Simmons still on the board there, you got to take him.
1: But you've got to address that need. If if they come out of the draft not getting a tackle, then yeah, they screwed up and they deserve criticism. So, you know, a lot depends on what happens
0: after. But, But Mike, you don't know. What's going to happen there That's the big thing. I mean, all those tackles, as you guys mentioned earlier, could be gone by eighteen. There's right, no but question Right now about that it. I
1: made that pick, I'm on the phone trying to figure out how to trade up. <laughs> oh yeah, <big laughs>
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Good answer, Mike. I like it. All right, I like it.
2: The you know what yeah. has hit the fan, and you gotta you gotta come up with a new plan right away.
0: Yep.
1: So well, I wouldn't say it hit the fan. I would say you're real excited, and now you got to finish your job.
0: Yeah. Right. This is the great thing about all this is that how many different doggone directions can we go in, you know? I mean, it's. Uh, yeah, know. we
1: could have put the corner in that spot. We could have put any number of players in that spot. You know, you're, you're it just depends on what's on the board when it's your turn to go. Simple right. as that. Yep. So, you know, you, you react to what you see. So with that, I think we're going to close the show. A couple of days. Everybody will be all excited. I know right now people are kind of bored of the same thing over and over again, but that's just <laughs> the way it goes. So
0: people are going to be sitting in front of those TVs for three days, huh? Uh
1: huh. And they'll be second guessing every decision, just like we will.
0: <laughs> uh, yes. Well, I don't know if we so much second guess, Mike. I mean, we. I think that all three of us have put a lot of trust in this coaching staff, and I think that you know we've questioned some of the moves, but. Um, I, I, You know, I don't know if we've second-guessed them. I think we've been in agreement I, I with pretty much we, everything Flowers they've done.
1: Flowers was kind of questionable. You know, there are some things they've done that's kind of questionable. but
0: Upgrade, it, Mike, upgrade. Yep,
1: it is, but maybe it could have been a better upgrade. But we'll
0: see. There wasn't much out there. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's a whole other debate. So you got to
1: let all these things play out and see what the team looks like on the field. And then you can say, you know what, that wasn't so bad.
0: Agreed. Agreed. And we're coming back on Saturday, Mike?
1: We are. We are coming back on Saturday. You and I will come back after the draft, and then Kirk and Jim will join me on probably Wednesday, and uh, we'll get their opinions as to what took place.
2: All right. Sounds Sounds, good. Sounds good, guys.
1: All right. So with that, thanks, everybody, for uh, listening, and you guys, thanks for joining me.
2: Very welcome. Sure thing.
1: And uh, fins up.
2: Fins up.
0: Fins up, Dolphins. Let's get some players. Go Greer. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All
1: right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network.